Coming to you raw and uncut. Uncut. Streaming around the world. Around the world. From the wilds of British Columbia, Canada. Considered one of the industry's top players by the biggest tech companies on the planet. Your go-to source for e-commerce supremacy. And your host of e-commerce all-stars, Brendan Moskwa. Oh, thank you everyone for joining us today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Yes, that's right. Hit that subscribe button right now to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, make sure you also head over to my website, nadimo.com, N-A-D-I-M-O.com, for some excellent resources, guides, webinars, you name it. It's there for you for free. Enjoy the show. everyone, thanks for joining today's podcast with your host, Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. We're going to talk today about customization uh, in e-commerce. And when I talk about customization in e-commerce, first of all, I want to preface this with it can include levels of personalization. And when I talk about personalization, I'm talking about using, you know, platforms or, or integrations or or that include AI capabilities and those types of things whereby, for example, you visit a website and it serves up uh, specific products based on your locale, your location, um, or based on, for example, there's a, a bad weather front coming into your area and so they decide that we got, well, we better get uh, put some rain jackets and, and uh, whatnot in your favorite colors uh, in front of you. The, get you looking at those types of things that said when I like to talk about that's personalization and there's other examples of that as well but what I want to talk about is customization and customization from the perspective of um, product pages and and, and that sort of thing so for an example um, when you go to a website and they have an option for you to create your own product so you know, there's there's a new shampoo and hair company out there that's starting to make inroads uh, and, and disrupt the shampoo industry because you answer a set of questions and it basically curtails and creates a shampoo that's meant for you. Um, and so what you're doing is you're engaging the customer, you're getting that customer's engagement, and it creates like a two-way uh, interaction in a sense so that that customer has come to you now they start creating their own product, and it's becoming a product that is now they own. They have an own an ownership sense of ownership of, um, and that sort of thing. And then, and so that's just a, an ex, an example. Now, so if I want to relate that back to a retail environment, a physical world environment, to give you a little bit better idea of why customization, in my opinion, works so well. So, for example. You walk into a shoe store um, and you want to, and you're looking at shoes on the on the wall, right? That's I would equate that in a way to to the uh, the product category page and that sort of thing. Now, what you do, so you're looking at all these different shoes, and then you know, okay, you narrow it down to the men's section, and then you narrow it down further to to uh, basketball or hikers or whatever it is you're looking for. Then you go so far as to pick that shoe up. You look at the price. You're looking at the shoe. You're, you know, kind of trying to decide, A, do you like the shoe? Secondly, is this a shoe that kind of has the right 
you know, things for you. And then the salesperson might come over if you're in a good sales, uh, good store where they're going to come over and they might start asking you questions. The first thing a good salesperson can do is ask you questions like what you're looking for specifically in a shoe as opposed to selling the features and benefits of that shoe specifically. But regardless, right now you're still, you've picked up the shoe. What that, I would equate that to is you're on the product page. Okay. So in a virtual world, you're on the product page. You're learning about the shoe. Now the salesperson is engaging you, trying to ask you questions. You may or may not be listening to them at this point in time, but you're looking at the shoe and evaluating the shoe. You're on the product page. You're learning about the shoe a little bit more. Now, I don't know how many people in this world take that shoe, go straight to the checkout, uh, and go buy it. Right? Most people try it on. Most people will ask questions about it, but most people will try it on first. Now, you can't have that luxury in the online world. So people are then put it in their cart, but they haven't, they haven't had that sense of, um, well, be not belonging, but ownership of that shoe yet because they're missing that tactile component uh, in that sense. And when I say the tactile component, I'm saying, you know, they're touching it, yes. But you know, online, you're not touching it. You're in the store, you still need to take that one step further and try it on. So that's why you'll always see a salesperson in a store trying to get you to try the shoe on. What size are you? Would you like to try that on? Obviously, too, they need to make sure that they have it in your size. But regardless of that, what they're doing is they're trying to get you to try that shoe on so that you can see it on your foot, see if you like it, but also get you feeling a little bit more ownership of it. And then if you put that shoe on and it is super comfortable, guess what? The chances just went right through the roof that you're going to purchase that shoe, right? So now they say, oh yeah, okay, I'd like to put that on hold. Well, that on hold process would be equated to add to cart to me, okay? So they add that to cart. Well, adding an item to a cart is essentially they're on hold. They're deciding, you know, they're going to might come back there are a lot of statistics in the car industry related to to people who you know say that they're interested in the comeback in later um, and they uh, that sort of thing and there's a lot of statistics that could could quote for you regarding actual abandoned abandoned cart uh, not abandoned checkout numbers but abandoned cart numbers and they're very high. So what a salesperson tries to do uh, is avoid the add to cart they try to avoid having you put it on hold and they try to push to close that sale okay so the nice thing about e-commerce and one of the ways that you can you can add that level of of ownership and that pride of of product ownership and and those types of things is by customizing that pro that process of that checkout process that that experience the product page experience taking it beyond the product page to the checkout and beyond so an example there is like I said before with the shampoo company but also another practical example is what nike.com is doing and the reason I mentioned shoes was not because of nike.com but nike.com has a shoe personalization tool so you go on there you pick the exact colors you want um, and which, by the way, you could probably do if you go into a store, you could probably say, oh, I like the, the purple ones or the uh, pink ones or, 
orange ones, whatever, because they do have those different colors available in some cases. But regardless of that, you do have that level of personalization, not personalization, but customization and making it personal to you. That Just that Freudian slip I had there is a perfect example why people get customization and personalization a little bit intertwined. But regardless, you go there, you pick now, pick the colors, and the best part of it is you can put your name on it. So what that's allowing you to do is now you've gone through and you've engaged longer. You've taken more time with this product. Uh, if we want to equate that to uh, to a car sale, you're taking that, that vehicle out for a test drive. You're putting, you talk about shoes, you're putting the shoes on, you're running down back and forth in the store. Maybe they let you run up and down the hallway of the mall or, or just down the block or whatever just to get you know, show you that the shoes are awesome. Regardless, what you're doing here is you're creating your shoe, you're taking that sense of ownership, and you're engaging back and forth with this shoe before you even have it um, in the virtual environment. So that just creates this sense of belonging, this sense of ownership, this sense of pride in what you're buying. Um, and it, it allows you to go from add to cart to the proceed to checkout um, all in one step in a sense because now I want this shoe because I've taken the time to make this shoe in some ways I'm scared that if I don't buy the shoe now I'm going to have to go through that whole process again and I really like this specific shoe that I've just created or this type of shampoo I've just created so I'm going to go and I'm going to check out that's the mental mind state of, of that sales process and that's why customization works so well. Now you can do it in various levels um, if you only have one product or but you have different product sizing options or in different color options you can walk them through that process of you know in different ways and creative ways find some a creative way to make some level of customization available to your customers and you're going to find that that's going to win win big for you in your checkout with in your checkout process and in your store sales uh, thanks for your time that's all i want to talk about today when it goes talk about customization i hope you have found some value in that um, like always look me up on twitter or facebook um, or even more importantly sign up for for my uh, webinar i love to see you there uh, i love to see people who have listened to the podcast show up at the webinar uh, so just hit that little register button on my website and uh, and get get in there. Or you can simply go to nadimo.com slash free if you're listening to this podcast from one of the other podcast providers. Anyway, have a great day and I'm glad you came. Thanks for listening.